today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The horrific fire in high-rise fire in London, England. Uh, the death toll continues to rise as they sift through the, the charred wreckage of uh, what remains of that building right now. They are not anticipating finding any more survivors in that. But it does raise the uh, the question about, first of all, how did that happen? And uh, just as importantly, I suppose, as we watched the, the, the footage of what was going on and and the, the havoc that was happening on the streets there. I don't know if you saw the uh, report from Jeff Semple on Global News last night on Global National uh, of uh, the angst and the, the anger from residents and, re- I guess, family members of residents of this building saying, you were told you did nothing, and it got, it got quite ugly. Can that sort of thing happen here? Can we see those sorts of high-rise fires here in North America? There is a history here. I mean, we have seen some of those. As I mentioned in my commentary earlier this morning, the, uh, the MGM Grand in Las Vegas comes to mind, the Inn and the Park in Toronto. Now, those were some years ago, but are we doing better than, than we have been when it comes to this sort of thing? We're going to give you a couple of perspectives on that right now. Joining us right now is Ted Hayton, who is a disaster management instructor at Ryerson and uh, also a senior team lead for the Canadian Red Cross Emergency Response Group. Ted, th- first of all, thank you very much for the time. It's great to have you with us today. The, the obvious question, let's deal with that one right off the bat. We saw yesterday some horrific film of what was going on in London, and, and I think in, in all of our minds that this, that question was lingering. Could, could that go on here? Well, can it here? Well, high-rises are uh, can be uh, tinder blocks uh, because of the number of people, uh, number of people cooking, number of electrical devices, some have fireplaces and so on. So it's possible to have that same tragedy. But uh, our city uh, resources, our assets of fire, EMS, and, and Red Cross are always at ready. Uh, we, we practice and rehearse on a regular basis both small-scale and large-scale events like that. So we have the capacity to respond to that fire. It's up to landlords and building codes and provincial and municipal authorities to uh, do what they can on the building code to prevent uh, those kind of electrical or uh, cooking fires. Now, you, of course, with your job, even in the work with the Red Cross, I mean, you're not looking over the shoulder of building inspectors and others as they're doing all those inspections. But do you get a sense, though, Ted, from what you do know, that, that we are doing a job like this? I mean, we've seen tragedies like this in other parts of the world uh, you know, in, in Southeast Asia and places like this. And, and we always, I guess, try to rationalize it by saying, well, you know, we know they have lax building codes and things like that. There, That had never happened here. But, but it has happened. Maybe not on the same scale, but it has happened here. What, what I can vouch for is that the, uh, the assets, the rescue and response assets, are always ready for any scale, from a World Trade Center down to an end of the park fire to a, a single floor at, uh, at a hotel. Uh, who is not ready uh, are, the, are the citizens, are the tenants. That's where uh, the survival rate uh, goes, uh, goes down. That's where the recovery rate or getting back to normal and getting your life back to normal falls because people do not make plans for these kind of tragedies. Uh, about 60% of Canadians, that's about 23 million of us, do not have a plan or a kit, an evacuation kit, a disaster plan with family, with their apartment, with their office, with their home. I noticed just this morning I was hearing on your news that uh, three more uh, people have, have passed away at a mm-hmm. Hamilton fire at 12.30 in the morning. And that's when most fires occur, usually at night, usually when someone's sleepy and tired and they don't know where their spectacles are, where their medications are, and they rush out the door uh, with some of their clothes or none of their clothes on, and they don't have all of the 
the things they need for medication for themselves, for their pets, for their animals, for their, their mother-in-law, and so on. And people need to be better ready so they can have a higher survival rate in this kind of tragedy. You know, you raise a very interesting point, because we do do emergency drills in some places. I mean, you know, when we, I can remember when I was in school all these many years ago. I mean, every now and then there would be a quote-unquote fire drill. I mean, they do them here in the building from time to time as well. I uh, went on a cruise a, a year or two ago, and there's a there's a drill. I mean, before they, they even get out of the dock, they say, here's what you have to do, here's where you need to go. But when you move into a high-rise, that doesn't happen, and, and it probably should. Fifty percent of people in the greater Toronto-Hamilton area live in a high-rise or some low-rise of some multi-tenanted building. And my job as a volunteer with Red Cross is also community preparedness. And as I go to hospitals, I go to nursing homes, I go to condo associations, apartment buildings, lobbies, and we give these lectures for, for Red Cross on how people can uh, you know, increase their, their, their survival and capacity to recover rate. And most people in that room do not have a flashlight, do not have a, a cell phone charger backup. They don't have what we call at Red Cross a go bag or a ready bag in their front door. And they don't have a plan. They don't practice. And uh, if they live on the 17th floor and uh, an alarm goes at 12.30 in the morning and the power's off, uh, the smoke's in the hall, they don't know where to go. And that's when people have uh, take on damage and perish is because they don't know where to go. They can't see or they can't breathe as they're making their way down the hall. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.